Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Finding Peace Within podcast. I am your host, Ms. Lisa L. Dalton. Now, the Finding Peace Within podcast was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do you do that? You do that by studying the Word of God, doing the necessary work that you need to do to find your peace within. It is a journey, may I say that. Now, if this is your first time visiting the podcast, I wanna say welcome. If you are a repeat guest, welcome, welcome back. If you would like to connect with me on all social media outlets, I say this, just Google my name, Lisa L. Dalton, and you will find me there. You can find my website, findingpeacewithin.org. And on the website, you can find my books, you can find previous podcasts, you can go back and listen to all my Lisa Six and Threes, which are my morning motivations that I post on all my social media outlets, which gives you a little hope for the day, gives you a little hope for today. I want you to get your pens and your pads as we take this journey to finding peace within together. There are different, obviously, levels of help that we need that a lot of people are just not equipped to handle. Right. Because I'm, right. I'm still dealing with all the, the, uh, of course, the physical and the emotional and the mm -hmm. mental abuse mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I didn't get help for, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and um, and I don't have any real skills. Right. You know, I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to drive a car. And so I'm just too, too much of a, of a, um, liability. Right. So she, because unlike my sister, which later on, <clears throat> Jean, who I call Jean, unlike her, who was able to stay with her family and she was able to graduate high school and she went on to college after that. And she knew she wanted to be a nurse. So she became a nurse and right out of college, she moved to Georgia with, with Gail. And so she just obviously hit the ground running because she mm -hmm. knows, you know, what she wants to do. But I have so many issues that I need to deal with. Right. So it just wasn't easy for me just to come here and be like, okay, hey, I'm going to just, you know, get all this stuff taken care of. But so I needed someone who had the patience and the love to be able to understand like, okay, you know what? Um, I, I want you here. And that's right. what Jessie was to me. She she really wanted me there. Right. And she just took me and Kiki in. And um, it was just such a beautiful blended family because I because her 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 adopted daughter and Kiki became really close. Mm -hmm. And Kiki was in, I knew she was in a safe place. So I was allowed to work and do what I need to do. And I could just feel myself, okay, now I'm getting. I'm making some leeway. Mm -hmm. You know, I can really focus on getting myself together. And of Has course, she bought you a car. She did. She did. She did. And, and just as I'm about to, you know, make some <clears throat> strides, you know, of course. Mm. Yeah. And then Miss Jessie passes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you still get emotional about it? I do because I we just had so many plans. Um, and she was just always she just said, you know what, Joe. She called me Joe. She said, you know what, you can just stay here for as long as you want. You don't ever have to leave. Yeah. And for someone who don't really know me, and then when we became so close, she shared something that happened with her mm. um, a situation where she was molested right. and she had never told anyone. So I was and I was opening up to her and mm -hmm. just to have someone who genuinely cares about you. So even if I'm at work, I knew every day she would just call me and she'd be like, Hey babe, mm -hmm. you know, I just can't see how you're doing. How's, how's work? And she was like, what do you want to eat today? You know, and it was just, just things that just so simple that I just felt like, wow, nobody has ever cared that much about me. And um, so I just wanted to be successful financially so that I could just 
give back, you know, somehow mm-hmm. just give back to her. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that never happened, obviously. She gave you that family that you mm-hmm. saw with the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family. Yeah. You know, and yeah. even with the Jeffersons, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they didn't have much, but they had each other. Uh-huh. They had family and they were there and you never experienced that, you know, right. having your right. own room, a bed, yeah. you know, not having to worry about what you're going to eat. You didn't have to right. sell your body for food. Right. You know, right. so, you know, life was was on the lookup for you at that uh-huh. point, uh-huh. you know, and then uh-huh. she dies. <laughs> and then um, we're in chapter six. She said, refuse to inherit dysfunction. Learn new ways to living of living instead of repeating what you've lived through uh-huh. by Thelma Davis. Why did you put that in the book? Because that's exactly where I was headed. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I was doing. And I, I felt like it was it was it was my responsibility to end that cycle. Mm-hmm. To end that cycle, because that's exactly what it was once I started reading and 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 seeing what other people had gone through um, and then going back and looking back like, okay, you know what, this is just an ongoing cycle of dysfunction. It's had, you started, had you started being abusive to Kiki at that point? Not at that point. It, well, it, it, I, was, it, it was, I did while it I wasn't was. Later. It wasn't too long after it wasn't that. Too, no, it wasn't too long after that. You're right. It wasn't too long yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah, because you she got in trouble, uh-huh. and you asked her. She said you, she came uh-huh. in the house limping and crying that she had hurt her foot. Uh-huh. You said, "What's wrong with you?" You said, "I was running and fell." And you said, "Why in the hell were you out there running around? Why couldn't you uh-huh. just stand stand your butt still?" Mm-hmm. We were playing hide and seek. I tripped over a rock and fell. I tell you what, you gonna hide and seek your butt to school tomorrow. I told her. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. It hurts, mom. I can't walk on it. Kiki said, through lots of tears. Girl, ain't nothing wrong with your foot. You get on, but you cussed at her. Uh-huh, you get on uh-huh. my nerves. Shut up and so and so. You now have become, but you never wanted to be. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. I said, and you. There's yeah. a part before I. When I left my my when my mom was staying with Mr. Billy and I came and got Kiki and I mm-hmm. told her I would never ever talk to my daughter the way she talked to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said when she came home from school, her foot was so swollen. I had to take her to the emergency room. The x-rays show her foot was broken. Instead of apologizing mm-hmm. and consoling her, I mm-hmm. used it to curse her out. And mm-hmm. beat her for having an accident. I accused mm-hmm. her of trying to sabotage me. Mm-hmm. I remember telling Bert I would never treat my daughter the way she yeah. treated me. Here I was mm-hmm. acting more like Bert than she was herself. I felt mm-hmm. an adrenaline rush and rage. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I, I wrote here, how could you be yourself when you really didn't know who you were? Right. Right. And and then too, there are people who don't uh, who have been abused who don't abuse abuse their children. That's true. You know, um, it was uh, just all the the you know just everything. I I felt like I was working towards, and then I just felt like okay, now here's here's this. Not realizing okay, things are going to happen. Yeah. Life is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, okay, somebody is out to get me. Like every time I feel like I'm making progress, something happens. Because obviously when that happens, you um, got to take time off from work, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're missing money. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and people, of course, we, we, black, it's probably some white folks too, but more black folks, you know, we joke about, our parents beating us with, you know, switches mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, broomsticks and shoes yeah. and leather belts and whatever. And we joke about it, but it's abuse. It's abuse. <laughs> it's abuse. It's abuse. Now, we normalize a, it. I still got the whips, <laughs> the, the nails in my side, <laughs> my hands in the piercing on my side. Jesus, to show, yeah. you know, to remind me. 
not dagged up, but no, to remind yeah. me of the abuse yeah. um, that we went through. You wrote, um, I once heard a man say the most dangerous place for a child is with his mother because she has total control. Mm. Yeah. Your words were never spoken. That's so true. And that, that is, is so true. true. Yeah. I did not understand that at the time, but yeah. I, you know, they, there was just mm. a story. Well, this was four years ago, and now they're just finding out that it was the mother. Well, they found the mother who who abandoned her baby in a plastic bag, had the baby in a plastic bag. Luckily, a sheriff found her, and she was alive. Was it he or she? I think it was a girl, but she was alive, and um, the baby's doing well. They're with I'm, I'm assuming a foster parent, but they just found out four years later that it was the mother. They found the mother because at the time they just didn't know who whose baby it was. Right, right, and. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Chattahoochee? Chattahoochee Tech. Yeah, Chattahoochee Tech. Was offering a program for single moms to go, uh -huh. and you enrolled in this program. Yeah. In business management. Uh-huh. And this didn't end up well for you either. No. <laughs> Y'all, it's almost like Joe had a sex magnet on her. <laughs> Anybody want to mess with Here I am. But that's not what you was doing then. You were really mm -hmm. trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Go to school. Right. Talk to us about what happened at the school. So yeah, Chattahoochee Tech was um it was a two year yeah two year uh, college um where um, they had a program for for it was actually for single parents and displaced homemakers and so they um mm -hmm. you know wanted to obviously get people back in school and get them in a career and um I found out about the program and and I enrolled in um uh, in business management and um. And the goal was to transfer to a four-year university. Mm -hmm. Once I completed the associate's degree, I would go to a four-year university. So, um, and then once again, my my love for reading, I was just trying to find something that I could 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 study that would um, give me a career that I enjoy doing. But I just kind of had no idea. I I love obviously reading. I love writing, and 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 throughout. From that up to that point, I had already had the idea that I was going to write a book. So that's what I was going to focus on was, yeah, English and, you know, focus on uh, creative writing. And he said, he said. That was a woman. Says, though, that. That, it was a woman. Yeah. She said, I know you read very well, but you're not a writer. <laughs> Right. I heard what she said and I felt what she said. Her words mm -hmm. stung the same as when Bert told me I was stupid and when Harry uh -huh. told me school had played out. Played out. Uh -huh. Once again, yeah. you're trying to move forward and there's right. somebody somebody is trying to stop you from moving. Right. Right. Once yeah. again, going Once forth again. in your career and here yeah. we go again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want to fast forward. This is not a fast forward. Next chapter. Chapter seven. Sometimes your heart needs more time to accept what your mind already knows. Uh -huh. Wow. Uh-huh. Because you want to believe so bad uh -huh. in your heart, but you yeah. know. Yeah. And, and these are these are captions that Joe put in the book. Before each, mm -hmm. right up under each chapter, which mm -hmm. kind of segues into what is yeah what that chapter is about. Right. Um. Talk to me. I think I missed. I think I missed one of your relationships in between. You missed a lot of. <laughs> I know it's just. I'm telling you, you got y'all got to just get the book. It's a it's a lot of relationships. <laughs> y'all was looking for love in all the wrong, the wrong places. <laughs> Oh my God. Darren. 
Darren, Darren was the one that was in jail. In Joe, prison. In prison. in prison, not jail, but prison because Sean was in prison mm-hmm. and he was Sean's Selly. We call him Selly. I was going to say roommate. He was, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't paying rent. We was paying the rent. Like, wherever he was, they was paying the rent because he was in prison. So, yeah. Joe Retta, I'm just going to go ahead and tell y'all, I don't know what Joe was thinking, but I was like, dang, Joe, Joe falls in love What's that show that got the dating <laughs> jail people? So <laughs> Joe falls in love with the prisoner. Yeah. Tell us about Darren. Girl. At least you didn't have no baby with him. No, there was never an opportunity to do that. I bet you if you could have sat on his lap, he would have let you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Y'all, this this show is for adults. I'm about to put a sense. It is. <laughs> but yeah, but so yeah, so so Sean is in prison. I get a call from Sean and he's in prison. And um, and then as we 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 talk. Uh, oh no! Hold on for a second. I gotta read this. I thought because you met Sean. Hello, Darren. Yeah. I asked. Yeah, this is Darren. This is Joretta. How are you? I'm good now. I finally got a chance to talk to you. How are you? I thought I was going to pass out. Darren sounded even better than he looked. His voice was sexy, warm, melodic, and smooth. Why did he have to be in prison? <laughs> I'm like. He had already <laughs> reeled me in with the letters. <laughs> Smooth operator in prison. Yeah. How um, old was Darren? Um, he went in when he was. He been in on, and he had life. He, he had already been in for a few years, and he went in when he was nineteen. So he couldn't have been no more than about twenty one, twenty two, maybe. Yeah, and y'all, yeah. y'all, check this out. I'm serving an 85-year sentence. <laughs> what the what? 85 years. 85 years. What's, I, I got to get the name of that show. <laughs> 85. 85. And you said, how many people did you kill? <laughs> How many people did you kill? <laughs> he said, I was charged with first degree burglary for robbing mm-hmm. a jewelry store after midnight. Yeah. There was a string of burglaries during that time that were never solved. Mm-hmm. So they just told me, y'all, they just put them all on me. Yeah, so, that's what they say, right? That's what they say. And I pleaded <laughs> and offered me, they offered me a plea of 50 years and I turned it down. So they gave me 85. <laughs> but Joe, tell us. How foolish you should be on Dr. Phil. <laughs> Women giving money to men in prison. Yeah. And it's still happening to this day. That's why they got a whole show called that's Life After Lockup. Life After women... Lockup. That's the show. Yeah. Life After yeah. Lockup. Life During Lockup. Yeah. They got these men now where they have they have an actual website where like a dating site for men and, and women too that want to women who want to date men in prison. Yeah. But you ended up breaking up with Darren. Thank you. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all, thank God y'all never had relations. Right. But you know how he got out. He got out. He did get out. For on good behavior. Um, I don't so he, know. But that but not while y'all was together. No, not we no, that's what I'm saying. No, not, he not eventually while we got out. But, that's what he was trying to convince me that he was going to get out one day, but I didn't think the one day was going to be 30, 40 years later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, you came to your senses and you said, okay, I can't do this. Oh, yeah, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then Mm-mm. let me see. <laughs> you know, you know, it reminds me, I just saw something on the news about three months ago where this lady met a man in prison and I think he's on a he's he went in on a murder charge 
And they're saying that he's innocent, which we know that a lot of people are innocent. That's why right, they have these right. innocent projects now where they can get people out. But she's saying that he's going to get out. Um, and I, I can't remember. I know they're they is going to the Supreme Court. Um, but when they were showing it on the news, this lady had been with this man. Well, I think been with him, but she had been, um, you know, going through this whole process with him. I can't remember how many years it's been. And then they showed her house and she's got this beautiful home and she's got, she showed, she shows his closet, you know, with all these clothes that she's already bought him because in her mind, she's saying that he is going to come home oh and they, they, now, they're already married. She's already married him. And she said in her mind, she's saying he's going to come home. So she's bought all these clothes and all these shoes. And these are nice stuff. This is nice stuff. And she goes out into the garage and he's got a convertible, some kind of car. She's like, I've already, she said, his car is already ready for him to drive. I got his clothes. I got his shoes. I got everything he needs. So when he comes home and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh my God, like what, what, what? but yeah, but getting back to me, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's you, a real thing. You took, it's a, it happens. It happens. You said I started. You said the money I was saving to find another place I started using to send Sean money for shoes, clothing, com yeah. commissary, and daily collect mm -hmm. calls that were mm -hmm. astronomical. Yeah. Uh, this is how Bert's one and on. And then you eventually did the same thing for Darren. Yeah. Because that's my man. Because that's your man in jail <laughs> <laughs> who got 85 years. I got to stand by my man. Stand my no. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course you eventually break up with him which is a good which uh -huh. was a good thing and i'm sure yeah. darren, um darren and i proposed to each other now, yeah. how the heck he submitted yeah. the paperwork to the prison mm -hmm. and waited for the approval once everything yeah. cleared we started making plans to get married uh -huh. at the prison chapel yeah they approved it i was gonna go there and we were gonna get married and I was going to wait for him to get out. Where was Leon? Oh, Leon. <laughs> Leon and I had, we, we, we had this off and on thing back and forth. He was dealing with other women. I dealt with other people. Then we always made our rounds back with each other. And, you know, it just could, you know, he, yeah, it was just, yeah. Doing said, our off season. Uh, off season. Around the eighth month mark, the excitement started to wear off. The wear and tear on mm -hmm. my car, all day visits and long distance phone calls were taking a toll on me. The $300 monthly phone bills and putting money on the books for him and Sean were draining me financially. Uh-huh. Yeah. Darren requested shrimp, crab cake, seafood <laughs> pasta, New York style strawberry cheesecake, cheesecake, for his Christmas dinner <laughs> that you <laughs> paid for. I'm going to knock you upstairs. Okay, it was Sunday, March 8, 1992. Hey, Joe, I could tell from Gail's somber tone something was wrong. Mr. Howard had died. Mm -hmm. How did you feel when your father died? Oh, you said I, I was angry that it wasn't Bert. Yeah, and I was a little relieved because he was just, you know, he had just pretty much hit rock bottom and he just didn't. Okay. Yeah, and I was just didn't want him living like that. I couldn't really help him the way I wanted to help him, and you know, I just didn't want to see him out there on the streets like that. So I was, I was relieved. I was sad, but I was relieved. You know. Chapter um, seven. Guess what? I'm pregnant. So you and Leon have your second pregnancy. Uh huh. And your in your second abortion. Uh huh. Because uh -huh. Leon didn't want no kids. Uh uh, no sure didn't. But you had already had two. But were, was uh -huh. it for, for you? You just didn't want to have another one without the father there. No, I didn't. I did. I just wanted to. I had already um, visualized this. This what I thought was this perfect life. Yeah, I wanted to have a husband. I wanted to have children with my husband. I wanted to have the car and the house and the dog and the 
you know, whatever the American dream we've been sold that that's what it is. That's what it's supposed to look like. And I just felt like I'm just abnormal because I'm looking at friends and sisters and other people like, okay, I want that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you and Leon, you said y'all need to take a leave of absence as if Mm -hmm. y'all were going to come back later. Like I'm taking a leave of absance from my job. Uh Uh We need to take a break from each other because this is not working out. Right. And then Kiki gets older and begins to look like your mom. Yeah. And that caused you pain. Uh Uh-huh. I've heard that before, that mothers were mean to the children or child who resembled the one who hurt them the most. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's what you did. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I took my Mm -hmm. anger and frustration out on her. I would curse her out if I didn't like the way she sneezed. Yeah. And that that hate for your mother manifested toward your baby girl. Right. I did. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about James. Oh. (laughs) James was pregnant. I'm pregnant. (laughs) James, James got you pregnant. (laughs) James got her pregnant. (laughs) Pregnancy five. James got her pregnant. Uh-huh. James is married. And James took your car. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us when you went to the house to get your car. Because y'all, well, James, James would go give you back the car. <laughs> Girl, I don't know what James. I <clears throat> it's just so gullible. <clears throat> But before I went to the house, I called because yeah, I yeah, yeah. got the car and it was several days. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm he's going to show up one day with my car. <clears throat> and then I go to work and my friend, uh, my coworker, she's asking me like, why, where's your car? And then I told her, I was like, yeah, James got my car. And she was like, when did you get your car? And I, I said, well, I think it was on a Friday. And he picked up and it was now Sunday, Monday, whatever day it was. She was like, and you haven't talked to him? And I said, well, I've been calling, but nobody's answering the phone. And she was like, well, call him now. And she's like one of those women who just, you know, she's yeah. no nonsense. In your face. Oh, yeah. So she was like, call right now. So I'm I'm so scared. I'm like, okay. So I pick up the, because uh, we, our desks were, I sat across from her. And then we had another coworker, one of uh, our friends, and she was she sat right beside her. So I'm at the my desk, but then I'm walking over to an empty desk to call. And she's like, pick up the phone and call right now. <clears throat> and then I called his house, and a lady answers the phone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, you know, uh, and then can I speak to James? And she was saying that... Um, did she say she was he was sleeping um, or whatever she said? And I and I'm trying and my friend is looking at me and I'm, you know, I'm she's kind of like, you know, telling me to ask, you know, what to say next. Yeah, next. yeah. And I tell the lady, I'm like, well, I, I said, who are you? And she was like, I'm his wife. And then I was like, she's his wife. And then I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm pregnant. This is really he has months. my car. <laughs> yeah, I said, I'm, you know, he has my car and I'm pregnant. And she was like, oh, you're pregnant. She said, well. I got your car and I'm getting ready to drive it to work. So you can't get it. <laughs> what lie did he tell him about the car? He bought one. <laughs> oh, you ain't going to get my car. James bought this car for me. No, it's my car. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh God. I was like, this cannot be happening. I'm not hearing this lady. I'm not hearing this lady. (laughs) (laughs) So the woman driving your car like it's her car. (laughs) You're like, no, no, that's my car. (laughs) (laughs) But you kept that baby, though. 
Yeah, I did. That was Jamil. And that was Jamil. Yeah, that's Jamil. And Jamil is now 21. If I'm no, he's 28 now. 28 now. Woo. Uh -huh. 28. But it was uh -huh. I'm in the 21s, but it's 2021 when y'all had stopped uh -huh. speaking. But now the Lord has put y'all yeah. back together. Right, right, right. Reunited. And it feels so good. Yes. Yes. Reunited. Yes, child. Y'all is reunited now. Yeah. So, so you get your car back. Y'all, I'm telling y'all. <laughs> Y'all got to get the book. Y'all got so Jamil. Jamil is Jamil. <laughs> Chapter eight. So, well, one page one forty one. You are finally getting yourself together. Uh huh. After after Jamil is born, you on the right road. Everything is going well, you know. And then you and Leon can't yeah. see, can't see to stay away from each other. I know. You said too often we oh. underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. Uh huh. Leo Buscagalia. Buscagalia. Yeah. That, that right there, what you just said. Chapter eight. You and Leon gets married in chapter eight. Why did oh. y'all get married? Why did I get married to? <laughs> oh, just doing stuff, acting on impulse. Yeah. Just acting on impulse, not thinking things through and just going with, with what sounds good and what feels good at the time. And mm. just thinking that just because you do something, it's just going to automatically fall into place and it's going to automatically work. But you're not putting in the work. You're not doing the work. You're just thinking like, okay, you know what? You know, that's like just saying I want to cook a meal and you just throwing in different recipes I mean different ingredients and you just throwing stuff in there you don't know how it's going to taste you just say I want to something you've never done before but you want to cook something and you don't know and you don't take the time to figure out okay yeah. it has to be cooked on this temperature it has to have this in it and right yeah but y'all only stayed married a year yeah and that was because I had to yeah. Because I had to stay married because I, before I could file for a divorce. Because what, two days later, you was like, I, we, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I well, was I, the next day. Yeah. The next day. It yeah. was the next day. I knew, I knew when I did it, I knew that I should not have done it. We could have just stayed friends or we could have just lived together. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I was just trying to create that perfect, what I thought was perfect family unit. Yeah. I wanted to have that. So I was going to. I was going to create that, make it happen. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. Kiki and Ashley gets pregnant. Uh-huh. Yeah. <sighs> History repeating itself. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. How did you take that? I know I you, was, you, you kind of got very upset with Kiki. I was very upset. I was because I expected them to do better. I felt like what, what I had gone through was obviously was um a result of my upbringing and i mm -hmm. just even i just felt like there were part there were times that i just really didn't know any better right i just didn't know any better but i i you know i was i wanted to create this really great um environment i wanted to i wanted them to do the things i never had a chance to do i wanted right. them to have a nice home uh, where they could come after school and come home to a cooked meal and mm -hmm. they could do the things in high school that high school students do, you know, go to the, the games and go to prom and all the fun stuff that you want to do in high school. I didn't get a chance to experience that. So I wanted to have that for them. And I just felt like, okay, I'm sacrificing a lot. I'm forcing myself to be in a relationship with someone who I really truly don't genuinely love. I care about him, but I'm just not in love with him. Right. And, and, and our relationship started out the way all of the relationships started out sex, right? It was just sex. And then you, you have the sex person. Now let me see who you are. Right. But you, when you f find out who I really am, you're like, okay, well, this is not you. Cause you didn't take time. You didn't take the time to get to know me. So I, I wanted to, and, and people, people do that. I, I know there are families, there are people together that they stay together because of the children and because mm -hmm. of the, the, uh, 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 assets that they, um, mm -hmm. accumulated and they mm -hmm. stay together for whatever reason. Mm 
But um, yeah, so I, I was very angry that they they allowed that to happen because I we just felt like, okay, here we go again. Like how, you know, it's mm. just it's just so so hard. It, it we're just making it harder on ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Y'all we make sacrifices for our children, but staying in bad relationships is not a sacrifice uh-huh. for the children. No. It, it it's not, it's not. Now I want to talk about um, because I know we we only have a few more minutes left. Uh-huh. You you went to school. How, how you pronounce that word for your skin? Oh, esthetician. Esthetician, which yeah. is what you do today. Yeah. So you went to school, and yeah. I know I I skipped you uh, messing around with your your son's best friend who was eighteen. Isn't that? He, was, he wasn't. He was my son's friend. He didn't know my son. I but met he, him. You met him out in the street at the yeah. parking lot, and, then, and he be, he befriended my son. Yeah, that was his, that was the way he manipulated me because he befriended yes. my son, and my son really, really, really liked him. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, they're still friends to this day. They still talk, even though me and him obviously don't have nothing to say to each other. Right, but y'all have a fifteen-year-old son together. We have a fifteen-year-old son. Yeah. And yeah. he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to buy the book. You, you just got to <laughs> get the book. But I want to get to the, I want to get to this part. When you um, met Clark. And yeah. we don't have to go into details about what Clark okay. was and what y'all did. Y'all got to get the book to read that juice. <laughs> okay. That's really not for sharing. <laughs> but he invested in you. Yeah. So you can get your business. Let's talk about you getting the business, you and Sean's death, and what did that do to you and where you are today? Uh So, um, yeah, so Clark and I had a a, um, unique situation. Um, We were never intimate. Right. but we had a unique situation. He had uh, some fetishes and desires that were um, just, uh, mm. yeah, something I had never, ever had heard of. But anyway, um, that's how we became um, close. What's that? Shade? But, shade? What, 50 Shades of Grey? 50, it's 50 Shades of Grey, y'all. Yeah, 50 Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was fifty shades of gray, yeah, that type of situation. But, but, but the longer I was around him, and the longer we got to know each other, he was, you know, deep down, he was a, a he was hurt, mm-hmm. and but he was a really good person, and we, 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 it was just he not was about that. Too. He was abused too. He was by his mother, yeah, by his mother, right? Yeah, mm. <clears throat> yeah. So we, we, we talked, and we talked on. We had conversations about a lot of stuff. We laughed. Um, we talked about race. We talked about. He he loved talking about politics. Um, he um was somewhat of a historian, so he used to always tell me all this, you know, this stuff of you know history. He his parents were from Greece, mm-hmm. so he um, you know, talked a lot about um, being Greek. And but but yeah, we had a really um great friendship. I got to know him on a, a deeper level level than what was on the surface when we first mm-hmm. met each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he so, gave you thirty five thousand uh-huh. dollars invested. I I like to say invested thirty five thousand yeah. dollars into your Excuse business me. so that yes. you could do what you love doing now. Yeah, uh-huh. because you found your thing. You you yeah. found and it was sex, but you found <laughs> your hands on thing that was a service. <laughs> That you was getting paid for legitimately. Right. Yes. <laughs> More than $20. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and the Lord has shined his light. Yes. On your life, my friend. Yes, yes, he, he has. He said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed unless it yes, is faced. Mm-hmm. And that's chapter 11, James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And there was another relationship after that. It was Kevin. But it's, it's once you, you said I was over 50 when, which was just not long ago. I mean, you're just uh-huh. 48 now, right? I'm what? You said I'm how? You're, I mean, 58. 58, yeah. I'm looking at you. 48. I could be 48. You can be 48, yeah. 48. I was over 50 when I had the conversation with Bert, and y'all remember Bert's mom. She has stopped drinking for years and will probably be more receptive to talking to me. My first question to her was, Bert, tell me about your childhood. Uh-huh. Yeah. How did you feel asking your mom that question? I felt really good because by that time I knew I just had to find out like what in the world happened to this lady to make her so angry and so bitter. And of course, I don't know if you ever watched Iyanla Van Zandt's show where she had her show Fix My Life. Yes, girl. That explains. Yeah. Yeah. It explained a lot because she would always obviously tell, tell the, the, the people on there, she would tell them, What's your mother's story? What's your father's story? Do you know their story? Because it's a, it's a, there's always a story. Always a story. And when you you saw on the show when they went back, it was the same behavior. Yes. And 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 some obviously, I think, want to believe that they probably had a breakthrough. But then there are some that just didn't. Yeah. Probably get the the help or the answers they needed. But I was just determined because I'm thinking like, okay, this is not normal. It's not right. And. I, I felt good because once she started to open up, I could tell that she really appreciated me asking her. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, she to, she probably felt invisible and no one ever seemed to care. Like, what 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 are you like? Now my daughter did. My daughter spent a lot of time with her asking her questions and mm-hmm. you know, what's your favorite color and what do you like to do? So she she enjoyed answering those questions because no one ever cared. And, right. you know, just like people would say, you know, you everyone just wants to matter. We all yeah. want to matter. Ooh, and yes. it's, yeah. Everyone yeah. wants to matter. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. know you and your mom have a relationship today. Well, you know, she passed away. Remember? Okay. She passed on. She passed on April 20th. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But we did. Yeah. Up until. Yeah, we did. We had a great relationship. Yeah. And you know it's important that peace is made yeah in life because we don't mm-hmm. know when we don't we don't we know don't. when Jarrell share share with the audience that thing that brought you to this place of peace what what is it that has brought you to this place of peace that you now have today there were so many things, so many things there were, it was, it was, um, one was really building a, a better relationship with God. And when mm-hmm. I say that was because I, I, I felt like I was dealt a really bad hand, effed up hand. Mm-hmm. And I look around and I see people who were just you know, they got life by the tail and they're just having a ball and just seem like nothing ever happens to them. And, and mine was early on. So I could say, well, you know, these were these things that happened that I didn't, it wasn't a decision that I made, mm-hmm. but, but once I became closer and I, I had to have conversations with God myself and I had to listen because going outside, trying to outside of myself, trying to find out from people. Okay. Cause I was, I, I, I wanted to heal and to just be at peace so badly that when I tell you I have dealt with just about every type of religion you can think of, I was there, I was knocking on the doors like, okay, do I need to be a Buddhist or do I need to, you know, Hindu, uh, Baha faith, Muslim, you know, whatever it is, like somebody help me so I can feel better. Yeah. And um, I had to do that on my own. I had to create that that relationship and, and know that, okay, no, I have to go to God myself and say, hey, help me, help me, help me. And 
just being still and listening just from all the readings I've done, just from other people who have been through what they've been through. Um, but most importantly is knowing that life is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And what I thought, I thought that every time I attempted to do something, something bad happened as if there were some kind of juju that somebody put on me mm-hmm. and say, okay, no, no, you can't do that. But then I realized, you know what? Life is going to happen. And in th- some of those, well, I want to say some, I just believe that everything happens when it's supposed to happen, how it's supposed to happen and the way it's supposed to happen. So of course, if I made an attempt and I'll use this as an example, I made an attempt several times to write this book. And then the first time I said I was going to write it was when I was diagnosed with severe rheumatoid arthritis. Mm -hmm. And out of all places, I have it all over. It's it's, it's all over. But out of all places, it attacked my hands. Mm -hmm. And my hands swelled up to the size of like a boxing glove. Wow. And I could not even tear off a piece of toilet paper. Wow. And I'm thinking, okay, now I'm trying to write this book and I can't even use what I need, my fingers. Like, how is that happening when all these years I was fine mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that just meant and I and I stopped and I was like okay well I guess it's not supposed to happen and then I made an attempt to do it again and my son got into some some trouble and I was like okay I can't do it now because I gotta stop and focus on him but I was thinking okay after that I was like okay you know what those things may have been preordained to happen at that time I didn't know that yeah but because mm-hmm. I'm doing something for myself because I would say okay whenever I get whenever I write this book Nobody can get sick. Nobody can go to jail. Nobody can die. Right, right. <laughs> no, no life traumas. No. Gotta stay focused. But knowing that, okay, things are still going to happen. Life is going to keep going. And we have to still do whatever it is we're supposed to do. Because if you, that's like when I first started, I was so afraid to drive because I didn't get exposed to driving probably like you and most of my peers yeah. learned to drive, you know, as a teenager. And when I came to Atlanta was when I first learned how to drive, but I was already 21, 22 or something like that. But even when I got my license, I was still afraid to drive because I was like, I just can't get out there on the interstate. I'm too afraid. So when I first, the first time I had to drive and that was when I was with Jesse and I used her car before I got my car. And she told me I could take her car to work because I had to be at work sometimes on Sundays and I had to drive from Roswell to downtown Atlanta. So that meant I had to get on Interstate four. I had to get on four hundred um, to uh, seventy five, and every time I got, every time a car got behind me, I would pull over because I was like, I don't want anybody following me. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't want any cars behind me. So every time I got, every time a car got behind me, I pull over. So I would leave home if I had to be work at seven o'clock in the morning. I would leave leave the house at probably like four. Because I knew that I was going to keep pulling over if a car got behind me. And so I allowed myself a that lot of time. Time to, get, to get to work. <laughs> Gee whiz. Funny but now, right? I, but yeah, but I say all that because the point that I'm trying to make is that if every time something happens in our lives and we pull over, we'll never mm. get where we're going. We'll Woo! never get where we're going. Girl, say that again. If every time something happens in our lives and we pull over, we will never get where we're going. So so I just said, you know, hey, life is going to happen and we, you know, we'll get through it. And, you know, we have to keep going. And um, so, yeah, so that all of those things brought me to where I am now. And just just really knowing that, you know. I just, I just now truly, genuinely love myself. I love people because that's what God is. God is love, and that's really, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. My husband wrote a song. God is love. Oh really? I have and to I, hear it too. Yeah, I might have to put it at the end of this. Of this oh movie. yeah, do that. Um, because yeah. you. God is love. God is love. Yeah. And he loves us so much. You know, he wants us to um, depend on him, which means we're going to have to go through some things. Yeah. In order to 
depend on him but uh, the uh-huh. bible reminds us that he will not put more on us than we can bear right and we right. all have a testimony uh-huh. to share yes and we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb the word yeah. of the, the word of our testimony the blood of the lamb and i believe you sharing your story has been a part of your overcoming as well mm-hmm. because nothing's hidden anymore no everything no. is out you know however y'all feel oh, about it y'all feel about it you know oh, you don't yeah. buy it, but this is oh. this is joe's story this is her song <laughs> and she's praising the savior all the I'm day, day long <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, is for everything, you know. <laughs> this has been amazing once again y'all go get joe's book there are so much we did talk about we would be in people hours trying to go through oh my goodness yeah we want y'all to get the book support joe man (laughs) this story i i really i want to read the book again i did cliff notes on it two weeks ago but I, I, it's just so good. It's just Thank so you. good, Joe. And I didn't say it because you're my classmate, you're my friend. I like you. But the <laughs> book, the book is good. A real, true story, not fiction uh-huh. of um, survival uh-huh. and triumph. And um, uh-huh. I thank God for you. I thank you for agreeing to come on the show and to share your life with us. You know. Thank you. Um, thank you. I, I pray that the Lord would continue to use you. You would continue mm-hmm. to use your voice. You would continue to mm-hmm. write. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever your next project is, you let me know. We're going to have you back. You know, okay. Shoot, we, we might have to have a little forum <laughs> when we go back to talk about, you know, how do we get through trauma to get to our mm-hmm. joy? Mm-hmm. You know, I like this. If everything, if every time something happens in our lives and we pull over, We'll never get where we're going. Uh-uh. That's a good place to pray. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lord, we thank you today. We honor your name. We praise you, Father. We thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for this time of sharing. We thank you for JoJo being free, Lord, and sharing her story of triumph. We thank you for what you're doing in her, in her life. Lord, continue to bless her. Continue to open doors for her. Open windows. Bless her business, her children, Lord, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, if there are any. We ask you just to keep your arms of protection over her. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, we're going to gonna say bye together. <laughs> Y'all, go make it a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. Yes. And as yes. I always say, a centered mind is a centered soul. Yeah. Be blessed. Thank you. Now, you go make it a wonderful, wonderful day. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media outlets. Just Google my name and you'll find me there. You will find me there. Also, don't forget to tune in every Monday through Friday on Facebook to my Lisa 6 and 3. 6 o'clock, 3 minutes of morning motivation for you to get you throughout your day. Now, remember this one thing I always say, a center soul is a center mind. Be blessed.